Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Okay, it says you're on. Hey, 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 hey. You know what? Were you on 20 minutes early? <laughs> I'm always, but yeah, yes, I was. Because what I do is whenever the notice comes up, I go ahead and and do it. So all you all you have to do is accept it. Awesome. Well, that's fine. That's great. That's great. Well, well remember early on when I was trying to figure this out, we had so much trouble. Uh, finally, what I finally figured out is just log in early and just let it sit there until you uh, until you accept it. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I, we can extend make it earlier. Because if uh, if you log in as soon as uh, you're ready, then if I get ready early, then we could just start early, right? Well, I was going to say you're early. You're never early. You're <laughs> you're three <laughs> minutes early. I'm like this is this is something. Something's going on. Uh, Chris is never early. He's not always late, but he's never early. You're messing with me. Uh, well, I have a call at eight sharp, so I thought I'd get on a little early so we could have a little bit of breathing room. So, because you know what it's like with us, we can barely squeeze things into an hour. I know. Not I right. I know. <laughs> I was. I. Well, I just. So you must have changed the time on this within within like twenty four hours because I just checked it. I did yesterday and when i checked it it said 10 to 11 oh okay so this morning my phone went off and i'm like what the hell is my phone going off <laughs> and i looked over yeah. and, I was, and i said oddly correct and i said oh it's that damn microsoft calendar because <laughs> i've got it for some reason I, I was stupid enough to put it hook, hook my google calendar up with microsoft which never makes any adjustments on one so i got up and I had to, uh, somebody was uh, using Messenger and my Messenger on my tablet wasn't working. So I got up, over, come over here and it's going off on my laptop. And I'm like, okay, maybe I better look. Uh, Eight o'clock, what in the heck is going on? <laughs> it's six o'clock where you are. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I've been up for an hour already. So it's oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> I've, 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 uh, I've resigned myself to 12 hour days, but that's fine because I don't work solidly for 12 hours. It's sort of like the whole, <clears throat> I think I talked to you about this before about how work has become, uh, it's not its not monolithic anymore. It's like uh, piecemeal, it's uh, like Lego blocks. You know, there's a little work, a little play, a little work, a little leisure, a little, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, <clears throat> you know, I might stop in the middle of the day and read for a, an hour or half an hour or something like that, or, or watch some TV or, uh, catch up on my uh movies that you've uh, suggested i watch by the way i watched dolomite the other day it was hilarious i loved it <laughs> what, which one? dolomite my name's dolomite oh yeah <laughs> i don't know if that you ever good. i don't know if you ever actually heard his party tapes his party tapes i oh. heard them back in the, uh i would just hold up this guy's, track. Huh? this guy's real this guy's a real guy yes he's a real guy he's no a real way. guy you got to be kidding me. I thought this was all like a, an Eddie Murphy spoof. He just created this character out of, out of a whole cloth. And uh, seriously, I got to go get just catch his movies then. Yeah, well, <laughs> real. 
Some of the, I've, one of those is almost, I remember watching it. I don't remember yeah. how I got it, but I remember watching it. <laughs> and I'm like, I, that movie, that's the one where he does the, um, where he, he, he knows how to kung fu fight and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't know how to, I mean, <laughs> it was just a big goof. And and now getting to see the kind of the backstory of it is it it actually was inspiring. I just didn't know it. I was I mean, and it's funny because my wife and I were watching it and and we're both like going, okay, something bad's gonna happen. Something bad's gonna happen. Something bad's gonna happen because we've been inculcated with the media of today, right? right? So the media of today is, you know, when everything's going well something horribly wrong is going to happen, like horribly, horribly wrong. And then when that didn't happen, I thought to myself, wow, this is like a movie from the 80s or something like that. It's like it's like they've they've they it's really a feel good film. Right. Because here's a guy overcoming all these odds and nothing really ridiculously horrible happening to him. <laughs> and I'm like, they don't make movies like that anymore because there's always that, you know, really awful thing that happens to them so it's really well, tough what to i was thinking is a couple time things. all the media is programming you to be to be such a pessimist sorry go on <laughs> if you every lemon that he got he turned yeah. around it made it made it lemonade every single one of them oh yeah um, so now that you know it's real when you watch it the next time you may take a different take on it <laughs> but Dolom- I, the reason I wanted to see it is because I remember Dolomite. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had eight tracks because you. Oh, I remember eight tracks. I had eight tracks. Well, I know, but getting it on, it, it was party records were like a thing. And yeah, you were a DJ. Them, group, they were right? like, you're never going to find these in a normal record store. You buy, you find them at truck stops. Yeah. <laughs> And then when he was selling them out of the back of his truck, right, or back right. of his car, I love that. <laughs> so I thought you'd enjoy it. I thought I I really liked it. I I didn't I didn't pick up on the ne- on the lack of negativity. What I took is he pivoted every single time he ran and he found a different a different avenue to keep going forward. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean I'm talking I'm talking about the uh, not the story like the the film. Right, because the film nowadays, like almost every film, every every. Oh, every, you're talking about the story. Uh, yeah. he didn't have a. He didn't have. There wasn't a real bad guy in there. There was no. Not well, I can't think of anybody that was really uh, maybe the director. I mean, he was like kind of always throwing water on. Well, he was a bad guy. He was really a bad guy. He was like a meh guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> He was He's like, I can't believe I agreed to do this, you know, and. and no, but it, you know, it makes me think that, uh, no, it's just it, it's kind of like all the media I've been consuming lately, all of the fiction that I've been consuming lately always has something horrible happening. Like, it's almost impossible to have a film that's just feel good and a, 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 a TV show that's just fun. Even even the comedies, even anything. Well, you know comedy. what that is as as you're talking. That's that's the arc of let's see what do they call it. The arc, the story arc coming out of uh, Joseph Campbell. Yeah, they yeah. Nearly all use the same. There's always got to be an obstacle in there. 
you know. So. Yeah, but the obstacle doesn't have to be so so horrible. <laughs> I think that's because they think we're so simple we can't figure out nuance. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. Um, but I mean, it just it just it's like whenever I come across something that seems like I mean, there are it's it's like it goes towards there's there's some negativity in it, but in the end, you know, well, it like, usually turns out. I mean, that uh, yeah. what they call that it's the uh, oh the uh, uh, the the Campbell thing is what the 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 journey of the the myth of the yeah, I know it, it comes from the thousand thousand faces. Like what that. is it? Yeah. The hero comes out, you know, the hero, the, the hero, the hero journey. That's what it is. Yes. Hero's journey. That's it. It's all got to be the same. It's the same stuff. But they, you know, once, I mean, they will wear any, once they find something that works, they will mine it a million different ways. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and so after a while, after a while, after you, after you watch this stuff enough, you really start, it, it, I don't want to say I get insight into it, but I I can figure out the way that if you watch for certain things, I don't, I don't even know how to explain this. Mm -hmm. If you watch for foreshadowing, you will figure out what's going to happen in the movie long before it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, become, it, it's become all this stuff has become super predictable now. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that because it can be very, very, very subtle. So the two I'm thinking of. One of them, I do not know how I figured it out. The mm -hmm. other one was, to me, I'm like, click, and, and sat there an entire movie waiting for them to kill the shark. Because <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were loading up the, um, the um, air bottles for, for uh, Richard Dreyfuss on Jaws. Yeah, yeah. And they took, they made, they made just a little bit of thing about taking care of that bottle or they'd explode or something like that. I haven't mm -hmm. seen it in a long time. And I'm sitting in the movie theater with my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, I know how this sucker's going to die. <laughs> that was it. Mm -hmm. the, the end, that was the end of the terror in the show. Now that's, I hate, I hate spook movies and that's the jump scares. I hate them. Yeah. And that was the, that was, I think that there's only like two or two movies I can say that I ever went to and paid for that, that I've, set through the jump scares yeah so i mean it was much better had they had they like and this is the the mark of a good of a better uh filmmaker would be someone who would have sort of given them an array of tools that are foreshadowing well, this is yeah. early yeah this is uh, you got yeah. you got to think this is kind of early on yeah. you know and i i mean the jump scare that got me was when they were out uh inspecting they were at night out at night and they were inspecting the boat, and the head came through the bottom of the boat hole, the hole in the bottom of the boat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, oh, I about jumped through the roof. The other jump scare that yeah. got me was uh, Damien. Uh, I mean, um, what Exorcist? No, not the Exorcist. The the one after it. Uh, the Omen. Uh, the Omen. Yeah. Oh Why my God! Oh, 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 that got me so bad. Why do you watch this stuff? I hate horror movies. <laughs> I hate. Well, you know, I I didn't think the Omen would be that bad. I mean, I've been mm -hmm. I, by that time we'd already been through The Exorcist, 
And I'd seen The Exorcist, and I figured nothing will be as bad as that. Oh, was I totally wrong? <laughs> it just got worse and worse and worse. And now it's well, all about gore. That's yeah, all. It is. Films it are all is. about gore now. There's there's no subtlety. Whatever happened to the subtlety, Dutch? The subtlety's just gone. There's like nothing. Well, it's easy. I mean, it's easier, it's, it's easier to ma- manipulate the masses whenever you use when you don't use subtlety because you can miss it. We're men. Right. I mean, right. think about the subtle the subtle cues that are given to us day in and day out by women who think we understand <laughs> what they're saying. I'm like, no, no, that's I'm, a I'm not that subtle. Thing. Men and women are completely different animals, right? I know. I, mean, I, know. I don't agree with the whole women are from Mars, men are from Venus type of thing. But the reality is, is that we communicate in completely different styles. Completely is, different styles. It's a wonder that we communicate at all. <laughs> it is. There is. Have, I can't remember his name. It's Mark something. Where he he's a he's a he's a, a Christian comic kind of. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he's a talk show host too, and he does a comedy bit about how there the man has his nothing box. <laughs> what, so when, whenever uh, what, what are you thinking about? about? Nothing. Nothing. He uh, there's literally nothing there. That's what he's thinking about. That's right. That's right. And the woman can't understand no. how there can be nothing there, and what? and the guy's like, "What do you mean? I can literally be sitting here thinking about nothing." <laughs> yeah, I'll, ha- I'll 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 send that to. You. I, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I know I've got yeah. it probably bookmarked. It's a. Oh, you know who the king of that stuff is, right? Rollo Tomasi. Are you? Are you? I, I, think I talked about you've him. Talk, you've, yeah, you've 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 got me. I watch him every once in a while. Yeah, he's uh, a he's, inter intersexual relations guy, and he's yeah. like spot on. He's like spot on all the time, and uh, it, it it's just like it, but the thing is, it's like. You know, you read his books, or you, or you could listen to his books, and you watch his shows a couple of times, and then you get it, right? You don't have to go back. It's the same thing. All he does is is show examples of the same thing, right? It's like he'll 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 ha- he has I think he has like a daily show that's like an hour yeah. long, and he makes money off of uh, you know YouTube contributions, and you can watch this thing, and basically all he's doing is giving examples of his theory in action. Right, because somebody will come to him with a problem, and he'll explain how his theory applies to that, and boom, there it is. So it's like a preponderance of evidence that this theory is correct. But it's like you know, we've we've both decided that there's no such thing as truth, right? <laughs> Who's, I haven't decided that. Oh, really? You have you have you still believe that there's truth in the world? That yes, I do. That there's wow, good for you. Good for you fighting against the masses. <laughs> I well, that's what I do. I, it's, that's why I, uh, for a long time I would talk about. You know, sometimes I still do tilt, tilting at windmills because yeah. if you've at the end. So I I read the book, uh, probably the first book. There's like several different parts of it. I read the book, but it really didn't click until I saw Peter O'Toole in The Man of La Mancha. Which book? And, oh, you're talking about the book *Men of La Mancha*. Okay. No, no I'm talking, well, I read the book. I read I read *Don Quixote: The Adventures of Don Quixote* or whatever right. it is. Right. I read that, and mm-hmm. it was it was good, but it didn't really click until I saw the movie with Peter O'Toole in it, and it, and even that, it didn't make any sense until the last scene. Right. And in the last scene, the son-in-law 
and the daughter and let's see there's three maybe a priest or something they were there and after after don quixote dies they there was a look of sadness on all their faces Mm -hmm. and i went it what clicked for me was the death of an idealist in the world of mundane of the mundane they need we need we need that and a lot of that has to do with uh with uh, Jacob the liar too, it's pretty much the same thing. It's a yeah. different, it's a different take on the, on the story. But we need, we need to believe in something that is not tangible. And I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure I can even articulate it much better than that. But we need to believe in something like that. And this whole thing, mindfulness and believe in the now, with uh, what Eckhart. Tolle or whatever you. We, we need to oh, believe in something. We need, huh? we need. Is that what you're saying? You're saying human beings need to believe in something. We need to believe that's in something a, outside of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, hmm. that's a, either that's the spiritual side, or it's it doesn't necessarily have to be a spiritual side, but it, we need to believe in something, and hmm. even even if we believe that everybody else is wrong and we're right or something, we believe in something outside of what our experience is. That is something to believe in. Belief. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, uh, me, uh, I, I think it heard it explained yesterday or the day before yesterday is meaning. We're, we we end up creating our own meaning. And, and I'm trying, that was no, but I think that's, I think that's, that's the big secret. That's the big secret that a lot of people don't get is that we do have to create our own meaning, right? I mean, I think that's uh, that's the end result of a lot of these sort of success books. It's like, how do you know what you want to do in your life? Well, you have to create your own meaning. It's like, what's the meaning of life? Well, the meaning is, uh, there is no such thing as a meaning of life. There, uh, the meaning is created by you, right? You have to create your own meaning. I'm not sure. That, uh, that I, I haven't really, so you're the, this is your philosopher side coming out. This is mm-hmm. not, this is, and we're heading up against, my rhetorical side and your philosophical, your philosophical side. And I'm like, I have to, I have to reconcile that for a while. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to defer on that for a little bit. (laughs) But hopefully we'll come back to it because meaning and purpose and value and all those things are high level intangibles value back whenever, when I was doing, uh, let's see. When I was doing, when I was doing, I guess I was a lot of webinars and stuff. I was uh, got to create value, got to create value. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> and, ne- and I would ask them, what do you mean value? And never got any definition out of them. Whatever they were trying to create, it uh, it could be meaning, or it could be purpose, mm-hmm. or it could be value. I, it's basically the same thing to them. And I never really figured it out. I'm not quite, uh, I'm not totally a literal guy, but once I get the, what they're trying to get at, then I can kind of work off of it. Uh, um, I don't, let's see, like work a tangent or something. They couldn't even get into a tangent. They could not, they could not, they could not draw a distinction of what they were talking about. Mm. Oh, we got to create value. Okay. Is that profit? No. Well, no, not exactly. You know, and well, what are you talking about? Never got a definition out of it. 
Well, that's because there, there is no such thing as a definition of value. It, it's different for everybody. That's why we, we eventually going to get down to markets of one, right? I mean, everybody goes that <clears throat> everybody everybody's laboring under the false assumption that you can just create something for a mass audience and the mass audience will consume it. Well, the mass audience is only consuming it because there's nothing else for them to consume. But eventually, if you could create something that appeals to that one single individual, then they're going to go, yes, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. But we can't, we can't create those things because that's just too much effort. Well, up until now, up until, I mean, that's what we're doing today. When you have, when you have Facebook on your phone, Facebook is basically creating a product just for you. Right. right, creating this, and that's why it's so compelling because the damn thing <laughs> is is keyed to you specifically. So it's basically an individualized product for that for that well, person, and of course you're going to get addicted to it because it's like, wow, this thing is for me, right? Well, Sometimes that's what I say about the laptop or well, computers. Yeah. Whenever yeah. when they gave us the ability to customize our computers, because I truly believe. When I would set computers up back in the early days, I'd set all this stuff up. Within a year or two, after they kind of figure out how to run it, they would really struggle with having to go back and, and reinstall like Windows 98 or, or, or 2000. Ooh, because the operating system was different and it changed the look of their computer a lot of times. And I'm like, it's the same thing. It's just It's just dressed up different, you know? And this is this is this is what I would say in change management meetings when we were doing those SAP upgrades and the implementations. Like, why did we have to? Why, I learned Amazon does this stuff all the time. They change their site all the time, and I'm able to figure it out. Yeah, I can't understand why people who do this day and why we have to give them all this information. They're smart enough; they'll figure it out. You would think, but well, no. is people are stupid. <laughs> Well, there, there's there's something else too. We are we are able we have the luxury of making mistakes. When you're doing stuff on SAP, oh, you don't really true. have that luxury that because to back it out, you make a mistake on SAP. They told us it took several people more than a couple of more than more than I'm going to say several hours. So like 49 hours of of man of 40 man hours of labor to back out a mistake my because right. it goes in live but everybody what happens is when they start making decision off of it comes out of office warehouse you know this i'm sure but if you make a decision or you start running your numbers off of something that's a mistake you got to you got you've got to re let's see you got to go down the timeline to get it fixed and I, when you look at it that way, I, I totally understand why they want to do it. Well, yeah, but it, that also keys on to something else that this humans are malleable, whereas code is not, right? Code, let's, that's why we, we always expect our humans to, to, uh, to adjust or to be flexible, whereas we don't expect our software to be flexible. So, you Well, know, I can you, tell yeah. you that the, the guys that would come in and talk to me about, they were coming in, putting in these, the, the stuff in the hospital, they come in, well, it'll do anything you want it to do. I don't uh, want you to tell <laughs> my guys that. They they think, if you that's tell people that, they think that's what you can do. <laughs> the worst possible thing you can do is tell people that they can get anything that they want. <laughs> well, which 
in, in some sense led to my, my belief of, of any system, any system will work. It's whether the culture supports the system. Exactly. And if, if the culture doesn't support the system and if you don't set things up where the, where the culture can support the system, because I can tell you, they are really creative when they didn't want to, to uh, when they did not want this stuff to come in. Um, the one I'm thinking about is a bed tracking thing. And it's a, a very simple, um, very simple thing. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, my, my people and the ner- nurses, all the people that touch this system found ways to try to get around right. using it. They didn't like it. Didn't like it. They didn't well, like it. They, they didn't like that it was able to, I, I think they did not like it was able to give data on their, what they, what their, what their BS was. They would tell us, so I would sit there. Uh, They're revealing I, I, the truth, man. Everybody hates the revealing of the, the reveal of the truth. Well, that's why I believe there's a truth because I was able to pull out the. I would pull these things out. Oh man, you talk about because it showed up nursing. And first of all, I used it to to um, highlight because I was uh, I was over I was working with housekeeping. And I would I would I would send out stuff all the time, but it would be the graphs mm-hmm. of the use of the day, you know, when it happened. And then it would right. be it would drill down to the individual to the individuals. And I would ask, I would ask them and said, please explain to me why so and so is working six rooms at the same time. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, so nerd and it, oh man, I would, bad data, please, man. Bad data. Oh, please quit sending this out. It's embarrassing. I was like, yeah, I know. Do something about it. <laughs> nursing, the power, nursing the power what, of yeah. embarrassment. It is. Well, it's, sh- it's shamed them into so, shame. So Tri- one of the, the shame things, of the tribe. I one of the things I did it, it was uh it was driven with pagers uh, at the time. Uh, so every all of them had pagers. Yeah. So I got I got them uh, different colored pagers. So, so we would know that they're wearing them because they wore different, they had different pagers. So we got, they were blue, I believe. And then what we found out is they would take the batteries out and turn them up uh, backwards <laughs> and, and claim that they didn't work. Any system can be subverted. <laughs> Which, that's, the, that's the opposite corollary of it depends on the system the culture supports the system. The system doesn't support the culture. Exactly. Um, That's it why can, change but it so doesn't hard. necessarily do that. Huh? That's why change management is so hard. It is. It's in implement implementing a new system. Absolutely, is hard. You have yeah. got to be. You've got to be a strategist, and you've got to get. Um, you've got to outthink the herd, and the oh, herd yeah. is so so creative. Sneaky. Very sneaky. <laughs> I mean, oh man. So, so what? So I, I raised the issue. How could one person be be cleaning one room or six rooms at the same time? Well, what yeah. they were doing is they had the code for that one person, and they and to keep it from from going off and, and bothering a person, they would punch it in. But this yeah. is my supervisor. My supervisors. <laughs> and once I figured that out, I'm like, oh. Any so system can be subverted, it, it will be yeah. subverted. 
And that's that's when I started sending out once I kind of like a corollary of Murphy's Law or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Uh, Anything that can go wrong was planned. (laughs) Uh, So that's when I started sending this stuff out. I was sending it to nursing. I was uh, emergency room, um, housekeeping management. And then um, seemed like I was somehow nursing admin i think and oh man it was embarrassing all of them all the stuff all the bs they've been telling everybody oh no we don't do this it was clear in the data that they did oh absolutely uh, absolutely absolutely they could not say that. <laughs> please explain to me why when the shift change the bed request drops to nothing and it doesn't pick up again mm-hmm. for 30 minutes when up until that time this is like two o'clock in the afternoon up until that time, there's like 20, 30 bed, uh, uh, about 20, 20 bed turnover every hour. Yeah. Until I get to 130. Mm-hmm. And then there's none. Mm-hmm. And, until about 230, something like that. And so there, there's a lot that goes in. That it looks simple. There's a lot that actually goes into something like that. Is what we found out or what I found out was case managers uh no that's not that's a whole different thing nurses didn't want to deal with the with the new patients so they would shift it to the next shift so they so they wouldn't put in a new bed request when it was empty they would just let them sit there until the shift came so they wouldn't have to do a new patient oh so they just bumped it to the next uh, right they rolled it over next shift so because I, because from what I understand from nursing is that when a new patient comes in, it's time intensive then. Once you kind of get them into the system, is they don't, they don't require a lot of work. But when you first get them set up in a hospital as a patient, it, it does take a, a lot of work from the nurse. And the nurses, and what they would do is, like, if you don't call the bed in, they can't be filled. Mm. And we – so – so the administration, oh man, you talk about it, they were raising cane because they had patients in the hallways because the oh, nurses man. were not calling in these beds. And that's so, Canada, man. That's Canada. That's Canadian healthcare system for you, right there. Well, that, that, this is in downtown San Francisco. So, <laughs> it, nurses. So this is this is where you know not, not, this is where nurses individually are great people they do all kinds of stuff that we don't but as a group they are dumber than sheep they will sit there and even though it will this is like game theory uh it's the tragedy of the commons Mm -hmm. it it applies here too and and they will exploit something they think oh you know it's not a big thing but when you magnify it times 100 nurses it's a big deal. It's a mm-hmm. really big deal. And it's hard to manage too. So I got off on a ta- tangent and I got to spout oh, But a it's funny bit. how you, the, uh, the behavior of individuals within groups compared to the behavior of individuals individually. There's a, that's an interesting, that's well, interesting. It is problem. because think- it's the aggregate. It's, the aggregate is, is always the problem. Uh, it's not the it's not that they're unique or individual. It's when they get together, and they think that they're individuals, but they all use the same strategy. 
but don't they but once you see once you but people working within a tribe doesn't that doesn't that well make, i see but they're they, working together these people yeah, are working, working together because of the tribe but not because they individually they wouldn't be together right no but they think that they're being individual so so let me explain there's a really good example for this when i was in when I was in my last year uh, here at McMurray, uh, my undergraduate, uh, I was I was newspaper editor, and they were and our our uh, president was going was going to retire after 25 years. He was going to retire. Well, everybody and their dog wanted to be at the retirement celebration ceremony, right? Right. So they they herded up all these people. I don't remember how many people. And they told them that they had five minutes and not to go over. Everybody, oh, yeah, you told me about that. You told me about that. Yeah, but it's the same thing. They thought they were being, oh, it won't matter that I'll just go one or two minutes over until you multiply that times uh, 50. Oh, that or 50. all matters. That then all it matters, matters. <laughs> because the audience is the one that's having to deal with the pain. Yeah. The individual is not, but the, the audience is. And they <laughs> don't see, okay, if I'm 30 seconds over, by 20, 20, that's, that's 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm 30 seconds. Nobody was 30 seconds over. They were minutes over like yeah. five, 10, 15 minutes, you know, yeah. because they had so they much see. to say. Yeah. But that's the care. same. It's the same thing we're saying as individuals, we think we're creative or we're, uh, Oh, it won't matter until you add it all together. And then it matters. Yeah. So in the collective. Yes. Collective, uh, that's why it's fascinating to look at the collective. That, and that's, mm -hmm. that's why I aggravate the collective all the time. Well, the collective it, is, but the collective, but is the, is the collective not simply because um, people act differently in the collective simply because of the social, the social pressures and the social cues, right? Isn't that the case? In some, in some instances they are, but in some instances, it's, uh, I, I think what I would say, oh, I hate to say what I'm saying is situational. And I don't like mm -hmm. to say that. Um, and I'm, you're almost you getting me to say it. You may not like almost getting me to say it depends. And I really hate it depends. Um, but everything depends. Everything yes, but depends. you don't need to answer that. Whenever, you, whenever I ask people that question, oh, this is one of my pet peeves. By the way, yeah. by the yeah. way, we should probably have a little piece of cake because this is our 52nd episode. Oh, been, is it? We've been doing this for a year. <laughs> well, I just so happen to have some chocolate uh, Rice Krispie treats in the, in there. I will go over there and have one of those. <laughs> and I actually have some birthday cake uh, Fiber One Bars. So <laughs> birthday down. cake Fiber One Bars? <laughs> that, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, I told you I lost forty pounds since last week, since last year, right? It's the uh, no, you didn't tell me. I wish I could my, lose my forty pounds. Pandemic weight loss. Um, well, you know, I tried every diet under the sun, and nothing worked. Uh, so eventually, I thought, okay, you know, I've been poo-pooing this low calorie thing for the longest time, but I've never tried it. I wonder if it works. <laughs> Lo and behold. <laughs> But the secret is you have to have fewer calories than you ever thought you needed to eat and and be okay with being hungry all the time, like 100% of the time. Like you're finished eating, you just finished eating, and you're still hungry. That means it's working. <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, so what I, what I have, let's see what I do. 
I found an app or something that's like intermittent, in, intermittent, intermittent fasting. fasting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's, I tried that. It, and that worked leading up to Christmas. But I, I was doing it between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I need to yeah. get back at it because now I'm sitting around here and I'm, I've, I've gained about five pounds and I can't, I'm like, yeah. But it's not the it's not the physical activity that's the thing. It's just the food, right? Right. So it's the, key. the key is just the food. Just stop eating. <laughs> well, not stop eating. Period. But <laughs> well, stop eating too much. <clears throat> my my doctor long time long when I first started going back to the doctor again you know, after I got my diagnosis for clinical depression, all this kind of stuff, he would look at me and he said, "You just eat too much." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly he, and he was so funny about it. He said, this is like Newton. Newton's, Newton's <laughs> second law of thermodynamics. You know it? <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's been, that's been debunked when it comes yeah, well, to- Well, what did I know? I could barely remember <laughs> Newton's third, second law of thermodynamics. I'm like, yeah, I had it in high school physics about 30 years ago at the time. It's been debunked. It's been debunked. <laughs> uh, so, so oh, found no. on that a little bit. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm just kidding. It has oh. not been debunked. If you can't do that, I'm one of my trustworthy sources. You can't do that stuff and not you, okay. debunk your debunking. You know. So. Okay. So let me explain. So every every freaking diet book, you know, prior to I don't know when keto and paleo and all that like eating like a caveman stuff started right. popping, popping back up again use that same formula. They said, you know, calories, a calories, a calories, a calorie, you know, you got to burn calories to lose weight. It's just a fact. Right. And, uh, and then keto came along or not keto paleo came along and said, no, 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 no. You have to be, you have to, calories mean nothing. It's all about carbohydrates, right? Cause it's carbohydrates. They turn into, they turn into fat in your system and it's all about the processing, right? Calorie is based on the a fact like human beings were machines right? So if a calorie burns, you know, heat burns, blah, 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 blah. So it, that's on the machine theory. And paleo says that human beings are different because we process things, right? We, we take things and turn them from one into the other. So it's like you could eat locale, but if you have, the, it's the carbs that make you fat. And that's pretty much the South Beach diet right there. So yeah, so it's the South Beach, it's, it's paleo, it's keto, it's all of those. It's like, don't watch calories, watch carbs. And that's where Atkins came from. That's where paleo right. came from. That's where keto came, came from. Keto is just a more... Uh, Solar term than Atkins. No, no, no. Uh, it's, it's actually very different from paleo. So really? Atkins is like high protein, right? High protein, high fat, uh, low carbohydrate. Paleo is eat like a caveman, yeah. right? Which is uh, high protein, uh, low carbohydrates. And keto is is actually high fat, medium protein, and low carbohydrates. So it's basically taking. So one of the things that Atkins did is that if you're stuck and you're not losing weight, he has you go in this thing called a fat fast, where you eat macadamia nuts and cream cheese for three days. That's it. And all it is, is, is it's pure fat, basically. He gets you to eat pure fat for three days to kickstart your metabolism and start moving your system forward. So in the, on that theory, keto was born, which was, oh, if I eat just a high fat diet, then I'm going to lose weight. 
And it's basically all the same thing. You're depriving your body of calories that it needs to maintain itself, right? And that's what, so whether you're doing it uh, paleo or keto or, or low fat or whatever, it's all the same kind of thing. That's the theory behind it. But what they don't realize is that no matter what you put into your system, your body will, will convert that thing into what you don't want, right? So if you eat too much protein, it'll convert the protein into carbohydrates. <laughs> Right. So it, it, it does all that stuff. So really, the only way to do it is caloric restriction. Right. And that's kind of what mm -hmm. you're doing when you have intermittent fasting. Right. Because caloric restriction, intermittent fasting basically says you can only eat within this window. Right. right? So they figure, OK, if we time box the eating time, then, oh, my God, this guy can't possibly eat that much food in the time box. So it all comes back down to caloric restriction. Right. Because if you can only eat within this window, and if you're really severe about intermittent fasting, you have like a tiny feeding window. You have like a four-hour window where you're allowed to eat, right? And in this four-hour window that which you're allowed to eat, you can only eat so much. So I can pack in as much as I want in that four-hour window. But outside that window, you know, I can't eat that much. So they're banking on how many calories can you squeeze into that little window. So it's all about caloric restriction, right? It's just done in a different way. So when, like, so in the end it's, it's, it's gotta be caloric restriction because if it isn't caloric restriction, then your body's taking in too many calories and it'll never, it'll never lose weight. So at the very base of all the foundational things that actually work when it comes to dieting, it's gotta be caloric restriction, no matter what the layers on top of it are. See what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's, and, and, the thing is, uh, when I when I actually can't when I go through and actually go through the discipline of counting calories, you know, like an app or something like that, that will make a difference because I'm much more aware of what I'm doing. Yep, yep. But the other key thing that people don't tell you is that you the calor the cal the calorie numbers that they give you are still too high. Right. And that's what happened with when I tried Noom. So that's how I was able to lose these this weight was that I took Noom's caloric numbers and I cut below even that because they wanted me to take like take in twelve hundred calories a day or, or fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred calories a day. But if I took in fourteen hundred calories a day, I would I would gain weight or stay at the same weight. And I thought, well, this is dumb. I should I should let, let me go see if I could do better than that. So I went down to twelve hundred and sometimes a thousand. And on some days I would eat like nine hundred or whatever. And that worked. That worked. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess. But you know, it has this. It has the unfortunate side effect of of you being hungry all the time. So if you're if you're okay if you're okay with being hungry all the time then you know you're losing weight. So that's that's a key indicator. Well, okay, so, right? so you have to change your perception because I was always under the impression that I had to eat or I had to eat enough so that I would be not be hungry between meals. But the reality is is that if I'm not hungry between between meals, then I know I'm not losing weight. Okay. Well, sorry. I went on for a really long time. No, there. no, 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 that, that's fine. But in that, in the, I've never, ha, I may, I don't want to say never because I do think I did have some of them. Rice cakes, you remember when rice cakes yep. were the thing? Yep. Is, is, is to give you the satiation of feeling full with almost next to zero calories. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's why I have a, that's why I talk about fiber one bars. I mean, those bars, those birthday cake flavored bars 
are, uh, I think they're like 90 calories or 70 calories a piece, right? So I can have one of those as a you know, like mid-morning snack or whatever and still be okay because it's a very, if, if at the end of the day, I've kept my fat calories down to like 1,100 or, or 1,000, then I'm good, right? But right. it's just, you got to keep it. And so it's like, I can, I can tell, I've gotten to the point now where I can tell when I'm gaining weight, I can tell when I'm losing weight. And I could tell when I'm losing weight because I'm hungry. <laughs> like right now, this very second, I am hungry, which means the diet's working. <laughs> okay. Well, I have to get my mindset around being hungry all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. It's tough. It's very, very difficult because it's so, it's like one of those core human, human instinct things. It's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't imagine I'm hungry. Right. Especially with all this food sitting around. Exactly. Exactly. We're surrounded. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in some senses, I, I'm kind of going back on what I used to do because I found a really good salsa that I make, I make at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can eat. Salsa's I okay. can eat this stuff. So salsa's fine. Yes, but it's the chips that go with it. <laughs> well, you got to replace them with celery sticks, man. I know you hate celery sticks, right? No, I right. no, I'm okay with celery. I, I can't imagine eating salsa and celery though, because well, that's what I've been, that's what I've been doing. I have I have salsa and celery sticks, so I can have okay, the salsa. Well, that, that, as as I, I, have I guess I'll have to give it a try. Well, I, for I mean, you kind of hit it on this last night. Um, I don't normally eat after seven or uh, usually after after I have dinner. Uh, my night, nighttime meal. I don't normally eat anything after that anymore. I used to do it all the time, nuts or all that kind of stuff. Right. But last night I was like, "You're hungry." Yeah. And and so I went over and I said, "Ooh, carrots!" I had some carrots, so mm-hmm. I had two carrots, and, wow. and that was enough. It was just yeah. you know. But I'm sure that's probably too high sugar for anything. And oh, I no, no, carrots are fine. Carrots, carrots well, are that's fine. Good. That's good. Carrots are fine. I like, like carrots. Too many. <laughs> I, as long as I don't have too many. I have, I am terrible. I hate, I hate carrots. <laughs> I, I have not. a friend of mine that, that just, the nasty orange things. That's what she calls them. Nasty, nasty orange things. Won't even touch them. It's funny because when I was a kid, I used to enjoy carrots. I remember my, uh, you know, when we used to watch Bugs Bunny and stuff like that, we'd go right. grab carrots for my mom and, and she'd be like, why are you eating carrots? You hate carrots. <laughs> yeah, but Bugs Bunny was eating carrots, mom. <laughs> That's how uh, I'm, I absolutely know why I love spinach is because of Popeye. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I like spinach. I like spinach. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've been doing this for 52 weeks now. Are you sure it's only 52 weeks? <laughs> this is not like the second year? No, this is episode 52. I, I was just realizing it. Yeah. Like our last week was 51. And I never, I, we should have probably commemorated our 50th show. But yeah, this is episode fifty-two. This is where I'm huh. fifty-two, man. <laughs> I could have swore we'd done been doing it much longer than that, but okay. Oh I yeah, it's, word on it. it's been more of a chore, right? <laughs> no, no, no. But so we were talking before we started doing the Zoom call, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. We've been we've been doing we've been doing this way longer than the actual Zoom calls. The, so that's, that's that's where I, the technology is not. It's not where my clock is. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, we've been talking like this prior prior to when we started uh, recording Zoom calls. Oh, yeah, that's great. So that's that's what I wanted to uh, wanted to mention is that um, did you download uh, Clubhouse yet? Do you want me to send you an invite? Yeah, send me an invite. Uh, I can only do it on desktop, right? No, no, no. You can only do it on your on your iPhone or iOS device. Okay. The I only the only iOS device that I have is mom's iPad, and I somewhere yeah. I need to go in there and get it and back it up. Yeah. So, I can so you got to get you got to it's it's an iPhone iOS only thing so far because I think that they've smartly decided they wanted to test the waters to see if the damn thing is actually going to work before they uh, you know do an Android version of it. But I'm sitting here going, there is a thought in the world, and I'm not going to say how accurate it is, the Android people or the, the people that use Android are more technologically savvy than the people that use iPhone. That is but, a, that's a, I've heard that. Is that a truism? Um. I think that people who use Android are two two things. You, you're um, first of all, there's that you, you you do have to be more technically savvy, or not, you don't have to be more technically savvy. You but did it, uh, when you iPhone, first started out. You had to be pretty Android, technically savvy. Android allows you to be a lot. Is there's a lot more flexibility in the Android right. interface, like things that you can do with Android than you can in iPhone. There's a lot of things in iPhone that are locked down. Uh, so in Android, there's more flexibility, but at the same time, you can also get really, really cheap Android phones, right? So there's a cohort that it buys them because they're cheap, and there's a cohort that buys them because they're more technical and they're and they're and they like the ability to be more flexible. And there's another cohort that buys them because they don't like anything Apple, right? So there's lots of one well, two lots out of the three. <laughs> two out of the three. There's a lot of a lot of different audiences for. Uh, uh, for Android. But yeah, I think that uh, the other thing is that if I'm assuming, I haven't read this 100%, but um, in one of the classes I'm taking at Stanford, uh, we're talking about uh, doing uh, prototypes. So you're familiar with prototypes, right? Not prototypes, but prototypes. It's before the prototype? A, yeah, it's a, you create a fake version of a product to see if somebody will buy it, right? There's lots of different techniques to do that. So let's say, for example, you wanted to sell socks, right? You wanted okay. to sell funny socks, right? But before you actually open up a storefront or actually uh, buy socks or have a whole inventory of socks, you set up a website saying, hey, I'm selling these funny socks. You want to buy one, right? So, and you collect people's email addresses. Oh, a funny sock store is coming, you know, here, come on. And then you try, you basically test the market. Right. To see if anybody wants these funny socks. And, you know, you, you come up with some parameters. You say, okay, if 10% of the people who hit the, hit the site leave me their email address, then I'm saying that that's a success and there's enough people who are interested in funny socks, right? So I'm going to go ahead and create the funny socks. And then, so yeah. you got, ends up, to, if I'm, I may actually be in ahead of this by about three or four years. Okay. Because all those numbers boil down to transaction. It is like a 2% conversion rate. At every step of the way is yeah. is is two percent. So you got to have really big numbers to start with, and to get a two two percent conversion rate at every step. Yeah. So there's a guy. Yeah. So I was reading this guy's book. Is his name is uh, Alberto Saviola Sav Savoia or something like that. So he's he's Italian. 
I don't know if you could tell from that name. And uh, he writes in his book, he's, he used to work at Google. He was like an engineer, uh, one of the top engineers at Google. And he talked about how this is the kind of stuff that they would do there. And he, he came up with the concept, the term of, uh, of uh, pre-totyping. And he had all sorts of different ones. It was like one called a fake door where you, uh, <laughs> where you actually uh, like you put a sign on a door saying that like he was talking about like, so let's say you want to open up an antique bookstore. Right. right. So you put a sign on the door saying bookstore. Right. Uh, and, and uh, you know, if you, if you, if the door is locked, please knock. Right. And then you just monitor it. So like, depending on how many people walk past and, and knock on the door, you can count, okay, you know, if 500 people walk past and only 10 people knocked on the door, then that's obviously, you know, not enough conversion rate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, 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 uh, it's that kind of stuff. And a lot of it, you know, you could look at it from, you could look at it as kind of ethically suspect because you're um, in some cases, you're actually creating a fake version of whatever you're selling. Well, isn't that essentially testing? Yeah, but you're putting it out there as if it's real, right? So well, you're acting. A/B testing is is you're you're giving them real yeah, options. You're kinda, picking... Yeah, it's basically like that. But it was what he's trying to what he was trying to say in that it's like don't don't uh, let your ethical uh, <laughs> don't let your ethics like get in the way of you being able to test this thing to make sure that you know it's actually it's, so. So I, you're not lying if you're not you're. I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep, well, you're kind of lying, but you're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're not, you're, you're, it's an experiment. I mean, yeah, so you're experimenting. essentially you're like um, Zimbardo at the Stanford thing. You're, you've got Confederates, but you're not telling them when you have Confederates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, so it, it, the it, only yeah. thing, the ethics outside of the, outside of institutional review boards, which, unbelievable nobody nobody knows the detail people can come into until mm-hmm. you go to an institutional review board about human studies yep. oh my god but i have no problem with, with testing on i want to see if 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 this is viable you know yep. if 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 you can't get any traction then you're spinning your wheels you yep. know if nobody i can think of all kinds of stuff to sell, but I can't think of a whole lot of stuff that people buy. Yeah. <laughs> Except, yeah, I mean, this, this, this is our 50 second broadcast. How many people are sponsoring us so far? Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I use the word you know, sponsoring our- because that means they're paying us. It's so- interesting to mention that because I was talking to a, uh, I was talking to a, um, I actually was listening to Clubhouse last night. Um, and um, you know how Clubhouse works, right? It's just like a, a room. It's kind of, and we talk. Is it just visual chat? Uh, no, it's not visual at all. It is audio only. Oh. Audio only chat. That's a party that line. Like, yeah, basically. So we, 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 we get into a room and we start talking and then other people join in and you can, you know, if you're a moderator, you can pump people up to, like people can raise their hands to talk and and stuff like that i mean i'll send you a link to it you can we can invite and we can do we can do a podcast just like this but none of it's recorded it's all ephemeral 
it's all ephemeral. So it, it would be interesting for us to do one because I'd be I'd be curious to see how many people actually show up. <laughs> well, that's always the thing. It's how are you? I'm not. So I'm not an influencer. I because yeah. I come up with all this stuff. I was I was doing uh, Twitter chats and all kinds of stuff. Nobody showed up. I yeah. know I'm a that, which tells me I'm a terrible marketer. Uh, I I. Yeah. But okay, send me the. Is send that me what the, it is? No, it's not. Oh yes, if you can't draw attention, uh, uh, then you're a terrible marketer. I mean, uh, I mean that it, it goes with the it goes with the animal. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's not it's not it's not the creation that you if you don't if nobody knows that you created this stuff, and your your marketing is the problem. So. Okay, I'm sending you. You have 25 friends on here already. Did you know that? No, I never. You're the number? only one that's ever talked oh to me God, about it. Like, you have a crap load of phone numbers. Which phone number am I sending it to? The one that ends with? 2730. 730. Okay, gotcha. I have a crap load of phone numbers? You have 25 people. You have 25 people on Clubhouse already that you know. And for some reason, I have a crap load of phone numbers on my iPhone with your name on it. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Because the only yeah. one you should have ever said, well, the, when we met back t in 20, in 20, what, 2002, I think 2002. It's or been that long? Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. That was, that was when Rise, right about mm. that time, um, wow. we were doing that stuff with Rise. Um, I had my cell phone number. That was, that was, should be a nine, not nine, four, oh, um, what would be what uh um what's the six in the bay area is it six five oh six five oh in the in the um yeah on the peninsula it's six five oh yeah it would yeah. have been a six five oh no i don't even remember what it is anymore that would have been the number i had i think yeah um but but since i have uh since grand central came out before google bottom i've, I've been on grand central since before then i didn't really know how to use it but now i do so the number when you call me, uh, nobody—I mean, no—not even my family has my actual cell phone number anymore. My bank does, and yeah. I use it like a—if anybody ever steals my ID and they try to tap into my bank with my two-five-six number, it ain't gonna work. It, it's not the number that's authorized on my bank accounts. So it's like a, an additional security step for me, mm -hmm. which means I don't care about. And the other thing about Grant, uh, Google Voice is the number is not located in your city. So they do a reverse number search. Yeah. It's going to be Jacksonville, Alabama. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't live in Alabama anymore. I still got the 256 because nobody really cares about um, area codes anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I noticed I was noticing as I was uh, downloading something this morning that uh, it thought I was in Australia. Hmm. <laughs> so my, my, I have like, uh, what do you call it? Um, Cyber Ghost. Cyber Ghost automatically randomizes my, uh, my. Um, oh, your VPN yeah. was in action. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm in Australia now. That's great. That's cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll see if I can access Facebook. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, I wish, so I need to learn how to do this. So what I'm trying to do, um, uh, if you don't know, I'm trying to learn Spanish. 
And I, mm -hmm. with as much um, YouTube as I watch, I would like to get Spanish YouTube and then turn on the English subtitles to kind of, you know, learn Spanish that way. Because I, I do know one of viable methods people learn English is to watch soap operas. Yes, that's the way to do it. That's and, absolutely the way to do it. And, and I'm having a hard time finding Spanish soap operas on YouTube. You, seriously? I thought there was seriously. tons of out there. They may wow. be, but finding, finding anything out there that's in Spanish, you would think that would be pretty easy to do. It is not easy to do. What they want to do is send you Spanish lessons, and I don't want Spanish lessons. I want actual conversations. I want to mm -hmm. immerse. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to do is immerse myself. So right. whenever Rosa, when I run into Rosa, because Rosa, I'm going to get immersed there because she is, we have, a, she's going to be teaching me Spanish. So when I move to Ecuador, I will already know how to speak Spanish. I was That's just about to say, yeah, <laughs> you're going to need to move to Ecuador soon. <laughs> have, you, have you, Ecuador or Belize? Not Belize? I there's something in the back of my mind that says Belize is just loaded down with a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> the country. I'm not talking about the shoreline. I'm talking in country. I need to I need to look at that. There's something in my so no, not Belize. But Ecuador, you know, you're you're on the Pacific coast. Um, I believe that's right. Is you're on the Pacific coast, you're sitting right on top of Peru, which wouldn't be yep. that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard that you don't necessarily need to learn. You don't necessarily need to learn Spanish, though, because it's like, oh, no, no, it's Belize that has English as this is the well, Costa Rica is like that. From what I understand, Costa Rica is like that. But Costa Rica has got some weird immigration stuff. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to have to deal with it. If, if they have a deal where you have to reactivate your visa every 90 days. And what people do is they go they drive across to to Panama for three days and reactivate their visa then. I'm oh, like, yeah. Um, and I think you have to give up your American citizenship too, don't you? No, if you want. I, no, I need to check into that because if if you're going to be a landowner in Costa Rica, you may have to. I'm not really sure. I have friends of mine that are down there and I need to talk to them, but I, I'm not going to be a landowner. I, I'm like, I, I don't have that. I don't have that um, need to be grounded that much. I've been moving my entire life. Why not? I mean, here I am 65 years old, or almost 65 years old, and I'm moving again. And I know that I, that I will move again at least one more time. Dude, you are a digital nomad. I'm a nomad. You're a digital nomad. <laughs> which is why, yeah. which is why it's never, you know, after I figured that out, what? After I gotta I, go. After I, I gotta go. Gotta go. I gotta go. Okay. 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 Bye. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk next week. Talk to you later. Right, bye. Have a good one. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.